Okay, uh, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Stuart They're Good. Um, Shonda and Dexter, we're joining you on a Sunday this week. So yes. we're trying to get back to a uh, regular schedule. So how's it going, Dex? Have you, how have you been doing over the past uh, week or so? Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Um, uh, just relaxing, you know, watching the uh, March Madness, um, um, watching just normal sports i guess <laughs> it's, it's kind of a chill week i'm not into march madness as much as i thought it was going to be this year uh maybe because i'm more unfamiliar with the players in the class uh this year but still it's still very entertaining i'm a little bit disappointed in the facilities for the women's uh one uh but other than that i've been having a pretty good week how about yourself yeah same here man pretty good myself um I finished a project up for work, which was nice. Uh, I've gotten to relax for the past couple of days, which has been pretty nice. But yeah, you know, more stuff coming up this week. So, but yeah, it has been, uh, you know, it was disappointing to see kind of like the disparity in the facilities there for sure. And not even in terms of like the stupid swag or whatever they got, just, you know, in terms of like everything that they were, you know, the uh, women's players were getting compared to the men's players. But unfortunately, that seems like it's uh, kind of just common, whether it's in pros or college. So, you know, hopefully we can get that change sometime soon before uh you know your daughter starts uh playing college ball or whatever i guess <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yeah. it's just it's crazy so where do you want to start we start off with lebron let's talk lebron yeah yeah we can do that uh you know that was kind of the latest thing that happened yesterday so yeah lebron i think is an ankle injury i think Olympi- i'm not officially sure but i think it was I said something like four to six weeks or something like that yes how long he might be out so how do you think that this will affect kind of the standings in the west do you think that we're going to see the lakers take a steep fall or or do you think that they'll be able to stay in the top four despite this Ooh, um the west is really competitive to a certain extent i um i feel like they're going to take a steep fall i don't know how many let me check and see how many games there are ahead from just the regular standings because i i it's the standings is really really close and to a certain extent and if lebron is out three to four weeks or how many how many weeks it says indefinitely but if he's out if he's out for more than 10 to 11 games they're not gonna they're not gonna they're they're done. I'm look it up, but I can't really see how much, how many games there are to, to be honest. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I believe that they're done. If he's out for, if he's out for more, because Anthony Davis is not coming back for a, another two weeks or so. Yeah. And so with that, uh, with that, and then LeBron being out for almost about four, four weeks, maybe four to six weeks. There's no way. I there's no way they could be competitive and still be in the playoff contention. I don't yeah. see it. I, I don't see it happening right now. They stand. They're three right now. Three and to then, six weeks, I guess, is what. It's not the official one, but I guess some mm. uh, sports doctor or whatever on his social media was saying uh, three to six weeks. Three to six weeks. They're number three right now in the West, and their number eight is pretty much five games behind them. And yeah, I with, don't see I don't see them dropping that low, to be honest. Like, let me see the standings here. Um, yeah, I don't see them falling all the way to where Dallas is. Dallas is six games behind them. So, yeah, I don't really see that happening. I think uh, Denver is a little more realistic, so I think the floor could be the sixth seed for Denver here, where they're three games behind the Lakers, so I think that might be a little more realistic than uh, seven or eight or something, because I think those teams are a little more far behind. Like that I Denver, wouldn't, Dallas mm. is literally twice as many, man. So literally the 
The Mavericks would have to win six six more games than the Lakers did in whatever stretch that LeBron misses, and you know they're gonna they're gonna be hurting. But I still don't think that they're gonna be winning six more games that way. That would have to be like a huge. The Lakers would be, pretty much have to lose almost every game for that to be happening. I don't think that's gonna happen. So yeah, I think six seed might be the floor for them there. Six. I think they could fall down to eight. I think they can because I, I really that team without LeBron and AD is it just. Fun, it would be so funny if they got to eight or something and then they just knocked out Utah in the first round. That would be, that so would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like everyone's on like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's day for the regular season or whatever, and then like literally as soon as they get to the playoffs, they get bounced in the first round. It would be a funny shit. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be tough for them uh, going ahead. And, you know, hopefully AD can come back in the next couple of weeks, I guess. But, yeah, I don't see them falling past six, to be honest. And yeah, if they get out of, like, uh, what do you call home court territory, that'll be really interesting to see. That would basically mean that probably for the entire playoffs, if they're not in the top four in the West, for the entire playoffs, they wouldn't have home court, which would be really interesting to see, you know, them being kind of like the um, less favored team. But... You know, even with like the limited fans in attendance, you know, I think Lakers fans, Lakers are fans everywhere. They'll probably be able to get some people in attendance there. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. I would like to see him in the play-in. That's why I, that might be kind of fun to watch <laughs> I too. Mean, you want to see, you want to see him in the play-in. That's why you're rooting for them to get to eight. Is what you're saying, but yeah, I don't think it's likely to happen as much. Then versus the Warriors, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with LeBron and AD, I don't think it'd be too much of a contest. It know, wouldn't be. <laughs> it'd be yeah, a demolishment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. But so, do you think that? Well, of course, this is going to hurt LeBron's MVP chances, and then yeah, of yeah, and then we sure. do know we just talked about this Embiid, you know, being out. Who is the MVP right now in the league? Right now, I would say as of right now, it's still probably Embiid, just because it hasn't been enough games that he's missed yet for it to not be there. There's still, you know, Sixers are still number one in the West and everything. But I think the Nuggets are eight and two in their last ten games. They're the sixth seed in the West right now. And, yeah, like I was saying, they're only three games behind Phoenix and L.A., man. I think by the end of the regular season, I think my prediction of Jokic might be coming coming true, man. Like, he has been having an awesome year this year again. And so, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that right now it's probably still Embiid. But by the end of the regular season, I could see it being Jokic. If he stays healthy, I can see it being Jokic. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm, if, if, you don't uh, – you know, you, what about James Harden? I feel like – just because I feel like people don't want to give it to James Harden this year, especially the media does not want to give it to James Harden this year, man, to be honest. I mean, he wasn't even a starter in the East this year for the All-Star game. I honestly think that if Kyrie is, like, consistent and doesn't get injured or something, Kyrie might be yeah. more likely than James Harden to be the MVP just because, like, you know, Kyrie didn't pull the same stuff that James did to get out of his team there. But, yeah, man, I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't see how likely – I don't see James as being very likely this year, man. But, yeah, I could see Jimmy getting up there if the Hawks get back into, like, that three or four, like, you know, yeah. four or three conversation in the East. But they're six and a half games back from even – they're six games back from even the Bucks, man. So I don't know how likely that's going to be either. But, yeah, it's probably – I think that right now Jokic is probably – if I was going to put money on someone, I would put money on Jokic probably. Knowing how good the Bucks have been, they're nine and one in their last ten games, and Giannis has actually been playing like. Yeah, he's been awesome. Do you think he could put himself back into that conversation? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's likely at all. It's kind of silly reasoning because it's a regular season award and everything. But yeah, Giannis would pretty much have to like 
do some revolutionary type of stuff that we've never seen before. The Bucks would have to basically win like 90% of their games. It would have to be like, they would be basically physically have to be like literally no one else would even have to be close i think for Giannis to win just because i only think it's happened twice before that someone has won three mvps in a row i was listening i was literally listening to another podcast and they were saying something like will chamberlain and larry bird have been the only other players ever yes. three mvps in a row and both yes. of those guys won a championship at least once in that run and Giannis hasn't done that Giannis hasn't even gotten to the finals yet and so yeah. just based on that, I think even though it's a regular season award, I think that that playoff, that lack of playoff uh, success is probably going to hurt him there, and he is not going to be the MVP there. I mean, if the Suns continue to stay up there, one of uh, Devin Booker or Chris Paul might get considered for the MVP too. That would be interesting too, if the Suns can stay at the one of the top two seeds in the West there too. That would be interesting for them. But yeah, I don't know, man. The, the Clippers have been disappointing me a little lately there. Right now, fourth, they are four and six in their last ten games. They're actually closer to being the seven seed than they are to being the one seed, which is interesting. But yeah, I think that if, if they were a little better, Kawhi would probably get in there too. I think Dame is a candidate for sure, but you know they're still out of the top. The uh, Blazers are out of the top four right now, so I don't know how likely that is. But yeah, I think right now if I was going to put money on someone, I'd probably bet on Jokic. Okay. Yeah, it seems more. It seems more feasible. I mean, if Damian Lillard honestly, conti- if Clay was mm-hmm. healthy, like considering how good Steph has been this year, Steph might have been the MVP this year if Clay had been healthy and that was a better team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah. No. There's no doubt about that. I definitely agree with you about that. Um, my surprise. I'm surprised you didn't mention Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. I think that those guys, just, they don't. They honestly just do not put up the numbers that you would say for like an mvp player you know uh i think that is more of like a what do you call i don't know that team is like more of like kind of they share the ball a lot they kind of like divide shots like pretty evenly and stuff like that like let me see just kind of yeah donovan mitchell averages 25 points four and a half rebounds about five and a half assists which yeah. is like good that's like you know that's definitely deserving of being an all-star but i don't think that that's like someone who is going to be like a you know mvp i don't think that they're going to put someone like that at the mvp right i mean they all share the ball that team has four people who score over 15 points a game and rudy gobert puts up 14 and a half and joe ingles put up puts up 12 points a game so they share the ball a lot they don't really have like you know mitchell is the best like their leading scorer or whatever but he's not like what do you call the kind of i guess really dominant type of like player or scorer that people think of when they think of like mvps so if he was like putting up like closer to like 30 27 28 in that he would probably be in there but yeah i think those like two or three points kind of really uh you know harm him from being uh, the mvp i guess do you think we should just do away with the regular season mvp and have an overall playoff mvp um no because i still think that you know you should still reward like the regular season i mean if it's like that if you're not even going to reward anything about the regular season then you know you should just have like some sort of like year-long tournament type of thing right is why that what i think instead of like playing the regular season at all i still think that you should reward players for regular season performance and stuff like that so no i would say keep the regular season mvp and keep it the regular season you still have a finals mvp so yeah okay okay that's good uh do you okay so um, I know we didn't expect, but who's your coach of the year? Is it Tom Thibodeau? Mm, 
so far coach of the year, I'd probably say is Quinn Snyder, the Jazz coach. Oh my so god! Just because they have been the best team, and you know people weren't expecting them to be the best team or anything like that. So yeah, I would say the Jazz probably is my Jazz coach. Quinn Snyder is probably my coach of the year. They're the only yeah. team that's won over 70% of their games, man. They've just won the most games in the regular season. So, yeah, even if I don't believe them in them particularly in the playoffs or anything, I would still say that, you know, they've been doing so well in the regular season that, you know, they're probably not going to get the MVP. And, yeah, uh, Gobert is probably going to get Defensive Player of the Year because they're so good. But, yeah, I think uh, Quinn Snyder deserves Coach of the Year for how they've So you don't think Monty Williams deserves any uh, consideration with Phoenix? Um... Yeah, he probably does, but, you know, Phoenix is more like traditional, like, all-star level players and, like, Chris Paul and Devin Booker and stuff, right? And Utah is doing better than them, so not that he doesn't deserve consideration. I just think that in terms of, like, who's going to win, I think right now the favorite is Quinn Snyder. Not my – he wouldn't be my pick, but, yeah, Quinn Snyder is right now, I think, at the top there. I'd probably pick Doc, to be honest. I would probably say Doc is the coach of the year just because I don't think anyone was, in this, was expecting the Sixers to be this good this year either, you know. Joel has really taken the leap under him. Ben Simmons has kind of really taken the leap under him and maybe become the best defensive player in the league. That team has been, you know, that team is number one in the East and everything to have a great point differential and all that. So I think based on that, then, you know, I would pick Doc. But right now I think the favorite is Quinn Snyder. Okay. Yeah, I don't like – no, not Quinn. For me, it would have to be Monty Williams. I, I, I The thing about it is is that Utah, even though that you might not have seen them being, you know, the number one seed, you've seen, you know, the flashes of greatness with Donovan Mitchell, uh, him and that epic, you know, duel with J- uh, Jamal Murray and the bubble. You've seen their cohesiveness. You know, I personally thought Utah, if they did a couple of different moves, I said that all the time, they would have been a more formidable contender. So this is kind of expected for Utah for me because they're the most honestly on other than them being uh the most one of the most intact teams of this year uh they did add in assist man of the year with jordan clarkson uh, that's playing like bonkers right now right and so it's kind of like i kind of expected that uh phoenix i, I mean we knew chris paul was going to do a turnaround but we didn't expect a number two seed maybe even possibly a number one seed turnaround um I do, I do like Monty Williams. So, and then also Tom Thibodeau. I mean, he changed the whole culture of the Knicks. I mean, he actually didn't change it. He like gave the Knicks a culture. They might not be the most offensive or prettiest team in the league, but they are the number one defensive team in the league right now, and they're playing like it. I love what I see out of Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and the rest of that squad. I like the passion that I see. Did you, I don't sure if you watched that game against them in Brooklyn, and I mean it was a travel because the ball didn't go back down to the ground but i just like the fire because the game no, meant but kyrie something hit to the ball though kyrie did hit the ball so yeah i don't think i don't consider that a joke <laughs> so if the other player hits the ball then it's then it's not a problem man if if he had just done that by himself then i would say that's not a problem but you know if the other player is in ball as well the refs wanted the, the next to win that game man. i know i'm sounding <laughs> right now but the refs are totally like they were calling all sort of bullshit fouls on frank nilicky man everything too yeah that that game was rigged for the next but Whatever, man. We don't need to. I liked. I, I liked what I see. 
I think, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm encouraged too. I think that in terms of, like, the Nets, I think that if they were a little, like, better this year than Tom Thibodeau, would you be getting more consideration? And, you know, if they if they improve next year for sure and they're, they're like, a top-four seed or something, then I could see them being coach of the year. But right now they're in the sixth seed. They're kind of a team that's, like, you know, fighting to be in the playoffs and everything. They're not, like, solid playoff team or anything like that. So because of that, I think that they he's not really, like, going to be considered for coach of the year. But I think he should be there. Okay. And right now Atlanta is sitting at number four. Do you think they're going to stay there? I mean, they're playing awesome the last few games, man, ever since they fired, uh, you know, Lloyd Pierce. If you want to talk about negative coach of the year, I guess Lloyd Pierce would be in that <laughs> consideration. I guess Ryan Saunders would be in that consideration since, you know, the Timberwolves are winning a little more there. I mean, honestly, man, like the Rockets, I don't know what the Rockets are doing. They've lost 20 in a row. Do you know what the league record is, man, for losing most games in a row? No, but the Rockets is – I feel so bad for the coach – um, there's. I mean, that's terrible. That's that. That's the Rockets is a broken. Houston is just a broken like city right now when it comes down to their sports team. So, um, I I feel really I feel really really bad for the coach for the Houston Rockets though because this is his first job. He comes in and his star player gets traded. You know, another player practically like just leaves and re- or retires. They just traded away um, C.J. Tucker to Milwaukee. PJ um, Tucker, yeah, yeah. yeah, P.J. Tucker to Milwaukee, and so yeah, I. I don't know. I feel bad for the Rockets uh, coach. Hit their, yeah, uh, um, they are right now, they have lost 20 in a row. The longest ever is 28 in a row, um, which was 10 at the end of one season for 2014 and 15 and 2015 and 16 for the uh, Sixers. So, yeah, that's the longest streak ever. So, yeah, they have lost the, mo- the most games ever pretty much in the past. This might be the worst team of the past five years, it looks like, man. Um, number nine yeah. all time. Number nine all time. And if they win, and if they lose another game, they they jump up to being tied for number eight all time. They jump up like one, two, three, four. They jump up like four other teams. So yeah, they're not too far from having the longest losing streak ever, man. And yeah, I guess because of that, you know, you said it. They are kind of trading away a couple of their guys. Victor Oladipo has been in trade rumors too. Do you think that? Um, any team is going to give up anything of real value for Victor Oladipo in this uh, trade market this uh, year or no? I have a hunch that Golden State will do something. Okay, like what do you think would be a package that they would uh, put for him? I have no clue. I just, I, I really don't. I just feel I mean, like. I've heard that they are interested, but apparently the Warriors want either the Timberwolves pick next year or James Wiseman for him, so. You know, no, not not giving up James Wyman. Never. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah, I think that one of those things is what they want. So I don't think I don't know how likely that is to happen. Like I think that honestly they are just kind of like waiting for the off season. And if I was a team that was trying to get Victor Oladipo, I just waited for the off, until the off season too. To be honest, like I wouldn't want to give up assets for a guy who was like going to be an unrestricted free agent and then just could leave me. So yeah, I think that I don't think that he. I think that he might not get traded unless it's like for something that's like not that big of a like some like not significant asset or whatever that a team doesn't care yeah. to lose or something that's what i think it could be but yeah man i don't think that he gets traded for a lot this year. so i guess in terms of trades who is one guy that you want to see trader man like who is one guy that you think really could use like a change of scenario or something and should go to a different team and who, which guy and where do you want to see them get traded to um let me see 
like a realistic guy, you know. I, you know. I, I know. Uh, we could talk about, you know, some guy going to. I don't know. We could talk about like cat going to the warrior, warriors or whatever. But right now, that's not a. You know, that's not realistic or something. He's not on the block right now. So you know, someone there is. Realistic. I forget there is somebody. I forget who it is. There's a point guard that's under the radar for the Clippers. And I forget who it was. Lonzo Ball, I've heard for them. Rick Lonzo Rubio, Ball. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, he should go to the Clippers. Um, I think that'd be kind of nice to have like a Raptors reunion, right? You know, Serge Ibaka, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Kyle Lowry. Uh, they really don't have like a real good point man to initiate the offense. Uh, uh, Patrick Beverly, I, something about him is just different he's not playing as many games as he used to i think he's like hurt or something i don't get it he's just been like he's it's like really getting, weird he's gotten a little old too man he was like an oh he was like older as a rookie he wasn't like the you know he was he like played a few years overseas and everything so i think that because of that he's gotten a little older too and that you know might be a little hurting him a little bit he's never been a star or anything like that so you know yeah but definitely Lonzo bought definitely Lonzo to um the Clippers. Um oh no, not no. I want Lonzo actually I want Lonzo to stay in the Pelicans. I want Kyle Lowry to go to the Clippers. Um So Kyle Lowry, I'm just looking it up right now. He makes thirty million dollars a year, so the Clippers would pretty much have to trade like Marcus Morris and Patrick Beverly plus some stuff for him. You know, they, I think, I honestly think that, which would kind of hurt their depth a lot. I think that he makes too much money, to be honest, for that team to uh, trade for him. Uh, yeah, I think that Lonzo might actually be a little more realistic of a target for them. I now would like to see Andre Drummond go to the Celtics. Andre Drummond to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like another guy who makes a ton of money, too. I think that he might get bought out or something, man. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's gonna get buyout out of his contract because yeah. he makes a lot of. Or I would like to see um, Bradley Bill go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, that's another thing, man. Like he has not been, uh, you know, he's not on the trade market. He doesn't want him to get traded, and you know, it, it seems like he doesn't want to get traded. And the Wizards have been doing a little better lately. So yeah, I don't see that happening either, to be honest. Who do you got? Me, I think that I want to see Aaron Gordon go somewhere else. And I would like to see Aaron Gordon on the uh, Timberwolves, actually. I think they could really use him there. I think that they could use his uh, defensive abilities there. I think that he would be a good fit next to, like, Cat and, and uh, D'Lo and Anthony Edwards and everything else that they have going on there. He would be, like, I think a good, like, four-man for that team to complement Cat really well. So, yeah. Aaron Gordon from the yeah. Orlando Magic? Yeah. Aaron okay, Gordon good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I think... I think Lonzo needs to get traded something from the Pelicans, man. I think that it's good in terms of, like, the talent accumulation part of it or whatever, I guess. But I don't think that it's been a good uh, fit there for the Pelicans. I think, I don't know, maybe those guys are just too used to losing with the Lakers or something like that and they develop bad, habit, had bad habits or something. But for whatever reason, despite all the talent that that team has, they just can't seem to figure it out. You know, they changed the coach this year. They put the ball more in Zion's hands or something and everything but yeah. still inconsistent and i think that you know probably breaking them up might be the best um thing to do for them there just because of like the how the talent is concentrated or whatever and if lonzo gets traded i mean i'd like to see lonzo on the knicks i think lonzo would be a good fit on the knicks i think that lonzo would be a good fit on the bulls i think he'd be a good fit on the hawks so yeah there's a few different teams i think that could use lonzo would you take lonzo over Lamelo right now or would you take Lamelo over lonzo Lamelo. i would take Lamelo. he's a lot younger he is, um, what do you call, he is more of a lead guard. I see Lonzo as more of like, kind of like a 
shooting guard who's a good passer and stuff like that, but I don't see him being a primarily ball handler. I don't think he has the uh, handles or like the quickness and stuff like that to be a primarily ball handler where Lamelo is, I think. So yeah, I'll take Lamelo for longer. Okay. Especially because even as a rookie, Lamelo's jumper looks better than Lonzo's has. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then how do you feel about? about you? Would you take uh, Lamelo or Lonzo? Oh yeah, no heartbeat. Lamelo, you know, he's starting to he's starting to show me some things I didn't really actually as like I knew he was good and I and Lamar uh Lavar. Lavar did say that. You know, he was like, you know, Melo, you know, Lamelo's the best out of all three of them. He's gonna be better than all three of them and he I mean that is I mean, true. No, right now he's saying that Jello is better than Melo, which he just wants to go. That is a lie. Son back in NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trump there's no fucking way. Trump had to like intervene to get him out of Chinese jail or whatever. <laughs> he, he thinks that's better than Lamella. I think there's I think no he fucking way. Get more job in the NBA or whatever, but yeah, man, I would say that I'd probably take Lamella over them, and he would probably be the number one pick right now if uh, you know, knowing everything that we know. He was always thought of as a good passer, and he's shown that. But, you know, he's really shown more of like shooting and scoring potential than you know he really yeah. had during the draft and everything. So yeah, it's been interesting to watch that for sure. I like his. I, I like him. I like. I like his size. You know, first position. Yeah. I mean, there's only one point guard. Well, there's two guys. I think they could. They could actually be like good fit together. I think those guys, if you put them together as a backcourt, could actually be a good fit. But I don't see what the Hornets would have to trade for him, to be honest. For me, there's two guys that I've seen that like the the guys are really excited. Like, have you ever watched it? Have you ever watched a, a Charlotte Hornets game? Uh yeah, I have. I've watched a few games this year. Not like a lot. I don't watch them like regularly, but yeah, I've watched a couple. Whenever they have, whenever they have somebody, um, whenever they get on a fast break or anything to that magnitude, like they always look for Melo for the ball. They always want Melo to have the ball because he's exciting. He's quick. <coughs> There's only, <coughs> excuse me. There's only um two other guys I know that that's ever was like that. It was Magic. What well, is three? Magic, Jason Kidd, and then LeBron. And so you know. And I mean, that's, you know, that's three greatness right there. Right. And so I think Lamel's on a really good trajectory, but I'm going to be honest, this is a hot take. He's my second, he's second right now in rookie of the year for me. Who's your uh, number one? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I still have Lamelo over him, to be honest. Uh, Lamello, I think uh, Edwards has more highlights, but Lamelo has basically developed into like kind of the leader of that Hornets team, and they're winning more and stuff like that. He's shooting a little better, so I would say that I have uh, Lamelo a little over Anthony Edwards right now. But yeah, I would say Edwards is a second for me. Who does Anthony Edwards remind you of? Um, he kind of reminds me of like I guess the closest thing I I would say to him is probably Zach Levine. Zach Levine? Yeah, yeah. Just that type of, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, athletic shooting guard who has, like, a lot of scoring potential and, uh, you know, but does need to, like, get it together in terms of, like, shot selection and defense at the beginning of his career. That's kind of, like, what I see him right now. Okay. I counted him more like – I thought of him more like a Donovan Mitchell or Dwayne Wade. Hmm. I think he sits four, isn't he? Is he? I, I don't know his exact height or whatever, but he was listed at – um, six six at the beginning of the game. I think that he is a little more of a shooter than those guys. I think that those guys are more like, especially at the beginning of their careers, those guys were more like get to the basket type of guys. I think, uh, and I think uh, Edward sees himself as being more of a shooter than them. So that's why I, I compare him more. To yeah. 
You know, uh, you, you mentioned the Hornets. I think that an interesting trade candidate for them, I guess, another trade piece is I would really like to see if they could get Christian Wood from the uh, Rockets this year, man. The Rockets have been awful, and, you know, they signed Christian Wood, but they could, and the uh, Hornets could really use an upgrade at that center position, man. So if they were able to get, like, you know, if they were able to, like, trade some stuff for Christian Wood, I think he would be a great fit with LaMelo there, man. He's a stretch big. I think he would fit in really well with the rest of the talent. What do you think of that, getting uh, Christian Wood on the uh, Hornets? It's possible, and I would like to see it also because they do need uh, more size in on the front court. Uh, and right now, I mean, if any time is the best, the best time is now. It's like Houston's ready to do a complete overhaul and get yeah. rid. You know, yeah, I would love to see those uh, pick and rolls with uh, Christian Wood and Lamelo, just to see those guys that uh, kind of like you know playing against, uh, just to see those guys like you know kind of like. Um, in that pick and roll where they can both shoot and move and stuff like that. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you have any surprise trades that you're thinking about that might go down? Surprise trades. I mean, I saw a thing that said Kyle, the Heat were interested in Kyle Lowry, so maybe if they pull off some sort of move for him, that could be interesting, I guess. But in terms of surprises, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think that a lot of these teams are actually kind of standing pat right now and these bigger um what do you call these bigger mar uh stars or whatever there aren't too many of them that are available now that harden has been traded so yeah man if the suns were like not in the playoffs right now i would say maybe Devin booker might get traded or someone else like that but yeah i don't really like what do you care like i, don't, I mean i don't really see any like major trades happening to be honest like giant trades happening to be honest Okay. Okay. You? Have you, you any like surprising or major trades to be happening? I really don't. Like all this, all this talk and stuff. I really don't see. Anything. I think they're all staying put. Um, if there is something, I th like I said, it's little minor trades here, or there, like what happened in Houston. Unless uh, I, I don't see any hardcore disgruntled players. I mean, uh, ever you want since to talk about a pleasant surprise for me, Alfred Payton getting traded somewhere else would be a pleasantly surprising trade for me. You don't like him? Yeah. That's no. terrible. I thought I he, like he's okay. No, no, he's not good at all, man. You don't watch enough Knicks games. <laughs> like, he is not even... Like, his one thing was, like, he's supposed to be good at defense and passing or whatever, and he hasn't even been particularly good at that this year, man. I, I don't want him on the Knicks anymore. Get him out of here. Like, I want quickly to just... I want quickly and uh, D-Rose to just get those minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm pretty upset with the Nets. They gave me my first loss ever, so... I'm pretty good off of the <laughs> Knicks. If you guys don't know, me and Prashanta was playing 2K21, and I got my ass whooped uh, yeah. by Prashanta because I played with the fucking Knicks. Every other team I beat him in, just the Knicks. I don't and like so you can't adjust the starting lineup at the uh, beginning of the game. Man. That sucks. Uh, they should change that for sure. Oh, yeah, when you play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. You use the starting lineup. They don't let you change the starting lineup. It's just I'm just so disappointed right now. But yeah, I think then this could they need to overhaul. I think they're they're starting to change their culture. It's just gonna take a little while longer. I do really like uh, Tom Thibodeau there. At first, I was totally against it because I wanted Mark Jackson there, but he's proven his worth. And yeah, I I was telling you, and I preferred Tom Thibodeau. I I wanted like I did not want Mark Jackson at all. And I I was like you know I was like cautiously optimistic about Thibodeau. But yeah, I've, I've liked what he's done so far there. Good, he's a good. He's good. I mean, he's good at changing up that culture. So I'm really yeah, happy about sure. that. They needed it. And so, needed. yeah. If you want to talk about like least valuable coaches or whatever, or worst coaches, I mean, huh, 
David Fisdell has put his name in there for sure. Like what they they were doing last year to what they're doing this year, I think David Fisdell has put his name in that room for sure. Looking how much better improved the Knicks are once they fired him, you know, probably the new coach this year. Yeah, that's messed up. You know, I, the crazy thing about it is the people that don't succeed being coaches or athletes, um, or like you know, good teammates, whatever. They're really good commentators, though. I like David Fisdell as uh, the commentator on NBA Jump. I, I honestly don't even like his face anymore, to be honest, man. Just because you're just so hurt. Yeah, he was just so hurt as a coach for the Knicks that I don't even want to see his face anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I listened to one podcast where he seemed like very drunk and he was talking about like the heat or whatever on that podcast mm-hmm. like after he got fired so i don't know uh I, I don't know how good he is as a media person to be honest but yeah yeah i mean you know don't want to see him like go into poverty or whatever so glad he's getting employment somewhere i guess <laughs> <laughs> to never he has no chill with these coaches for the mix no man i don't like i i because honestly i think that you're getting paid millions of dollars and your job is to be like the best in the world and you there's only 30 of these jobs man you have to be like really good to like keep your job is what i think that's funny you're hilarious but yeah um but um, what i was gonna say yeah it's i guess these coaches i want to see there's some questionable questionable coaching going on but it's too early to see honestly this just feels like we're this kind of is a wash year a little bit also am i you know just for me it's kind of wash but we'll see i guess we'll see if it ends up being better when the playoffs come i think they're going to open up a lot of stadiums I'm pretty sure if you guys didn't know uh, i want to talk about something else but if you guys didn't know you know they're opening up ticket sales limited ticket sales for wrestlemania this year and so you know they're going to start having more sporting events open and things are opening up now um don't think i don't I, I, you know it's up to you guys discretion how you guys feel like if this should or should not but it is opening up now so um, hopefully the NBA season picks up. Um, I did want to talk about um, what do you think about just in general the overall NBA experience now? Do you feel like they're the leading go getter in sports entertainment? Do you still think the NFL still holds holds number one in America? I think the NFL still holds the number one in America, man. I think that football is still incredibly popular. Um, especially, you know, once you get outside of the coast and stuff like that, man, I think, uh, NFL is really popular. It's, uh, you know, football is, looks awesome to watch on TV and everything, and they make a ton of money there, and those teams all make a ton of money and everything, so, yeah, I think football is still number one, but I think the NBA still has a really good product. I think they have youngest, I think they probably have, like, the youngest fan base of any of the sports leagues, and so, because of that, you know, there might, the fans might not be watching, like, traditional TV or whatever, but... You know they're still making a ton of money and they still are doing pretty well so yeah man i think it'll be interesting i'd love to go do a live game sometime but i don't know when i would feel safe enough to do that i guess so yeah uh you, got, you heard anything about getting a vaccine or anything like that um i could already get it, you can get it? um yeah i could have been got it i could have got it like a month and a half two months ago oh, wow. or yeah i just like as a black person in america it's just tough for me to trust anybody giving out anything uh everybody's asked me about that lately they're like hey dad you know i know you can't have you gotten it yet have you gotten it? i'm still you know struggling with it like i said if i go online i switch with like three or four different like white people then maybe i might feel okay about it but if i had to give up my social security and it's like the vial has my name on it i really don't trust that at all um it's That's too much stuff how it works man i got mine already my grandparents parents and you know pretty much my entire family got ours already you don't have to do any of that stuff you kind of just bring your like 
ID and your social and your not your social security, but your insurance card or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. and then once you go there, you just like give your name to them, and then they basically just like you know give you the vaccine pretty much. It's not like they have some special vial with your name on it or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, because this is really where people don't understand. Like you understand, Prashanta, but is is just a questionable thing. You know, there's been so many things done to black people. We were given syphilis before, saying you know for no reason. They actually dis. They actually. Uh, took away women's uh way to actually have babies yeah back yeah in the california 60s. jail system not even back in the 60s man they just ended that practice like not not that long ago yeah they were like they yeah. were sterilizing yeah. women black women after they have like their first child without you know they're okay like it's just so many there's it's, it's too much distrust right now for me to be like oh yeah let me just jump ahead and do this without any second thought to it it doesn't work that way and you know, of course, I want to be able to get out there. Of course, I want to get vaccinated. You know, it's, it's you know, it's just that it's a trust thing for me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can get that, I guess. But yeah. Oh, so apparently the AFC West is going to be against the NFC East, I guess, this year. So I might be able to catch like a Raiders Giants. Oh, damn it. The Raiders are in Vegas now, so probably not. But yeah, man, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see. Um, you know, I like that uh, they signed Kenny Galladay, which was nice for me. I'm yes. happy about that. But yeah, I yeah, I don't know when the next time is that I would go do a game live, man. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, once everything becomes safe again, it's weird. Like whenever I do go out, it's like I'm in like The Walking Dead. It's like you just don't nobody touching you, you know. Like that. Yeah, so, yeah. For sure. But but yeah, it's real. I miss going to football games and tailgating and talking shit and. You know, it's just, that's just my thing, you know, and so. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm getting my second dose on the 25th, so yes, I'm going to be very happy to just not have to worry about it anymore, to be honest. You're, you're not doing Johnson & Johnson's? You just, no, uh, I got okay. the uh, Pfizer one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and did you my feel own... any, did you, were you like, sim- any symptoms, did you feel dizzy? No, nothing like that, no sickness or dizziness or anything like that, but I got, uh, what do you call, they apparently, like, my muscle spasmed when they gave me the uh, thing, and so my shoulder was sore for, like, two days, but, you know, nothing after that. I'm fine after that. Okay. Yeah. My grandparents, my grandparents, a little bit, they got, they had a little bit of, like, coughing and stuff like that, but nothing serious after a couple days. They were fine after a couple days, so, yeah, man, there wasn't anything, like, serious side effects. But that's good. I'm happy for that. I guess I'm just uh, like I said. If you guys don't know, uh, like I've really been sick for like the last like month, damn near, with a really bad sinus infection and ear infection. So I was like, I just don't want to put any other. Is <laughs> I've been doing a lot of vertigo for like the last month, and it's been really crazy. But I'm healing up, feeling better now, yeah, feeling good. alive. Glad to hear that. One. Yeah. So I will get it eventually. Just not right right now. Probably when I stop feeling dizzy, then I'll go ahead and go ahead and get it. Yeah, yeah. Would um, did you go to like a CVS? Like let our listeners know since you oh, did get it. Yeah, did you go sure. to CVS? So right. There's, there's all sorts of different uh, things that you can go to. So the way I got mine was actually pretty funny because I actually don't qualify yet. What happened was my mom qualified because of her job, and so I made her an appointment. And 
what happened was it was like a county event and so there was like some sort of mass event right and so apparently yes. 81 people didn't show up and so my dad had taken my mom there and they were basically they called me and they were like you know there a lot of people didn't show up and you know if you get here in time you might be able to get a vaccine just you know just for like showing up here off the street or whatever so i like i was literally in the middle of working out and i didn't take a shower or anything i literally just like put on my clothes and hopped in my car and went to get the, uh, <laughs> i went there and yeah i was able to get it pretty much i was the second to last person yeah my dad and i were the two last people who were able to get it so yeah it was a. Uh, yeah we were able to do that there but yeah i would say that if you're i don't know different areas have different type of things where i live in san joaquin county um right now i still wasn't like technically eligible or whatever i just got it because i was able to you know go there you know i was kept my ear to the ground and everything and i was able to go there but yeah it was uh good to uh get it i guess but yeah if you go to your county's website or whatever you can probably see the links to the different places there i guess and you can sign up there Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, hopefully that that does. Um, hopefully that helps everybody who's looking to get a shot and get vaccinated and vaccinated up and get ready to get back to life because you know we do need human interaction. Um, where do you work out now? Are you at your own house or are you at the gym? Yeah, I'm at my own house. I do. I'm at my own house. I don't want to go to the gym right now. I didn't want. I I would do that even before the pandemic. I worked out at my own house anyway. I got a treadmill and I got some like small like real small weights and like a kettlebell and everything here. I I don't do too much like weightlifting or anything like that. It's mostly like cardio yeah. type of stuff for me. But you know, I just do enough so you know I don't get that like weird flabby like cardio body or whatever. But yeah, man, it's <laughs> like. Uh, you know, it's fine. You know, I don't do like too much anyway. So yeah, even before the pandemic, it's not like I was working out outside or anything anyway. So yeah, I've just been staying at home pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying a power cage with a lat, um, a lat option. Hmm. I've been like, it's like really good. Like, well, for me, it's pretty good because the stuff that I like to work out on and use, like the power cage. Uh, does it it's good for pull-ups good for bench pressing you could do you could change your levels you could do it's kind of a squat rack and then with the lat pull down and an extension you could do seated rows you could do triceps you could do bicep curls um it's about 700 dollars for a good one which is pretty cheap and uh we're not we're not saying cheap because you i don't know nobody's financial struggle but 700 for like a really nice piece of uh, gym equipment that really like you could utilize different about 27 to 50 different exercises it's a really good piece of equipment i was thinking about getting that it's just the only difference is the only thing about it is that attachments you guys have to pay attention to how much that the frame can actually hold if i give out any advice with that but let's continue on with some sports yeah there's other stuff too man like i i'm looking at a couple right now just because you're saying and you know there's stuff that's between like 200 and 500 bucks too there's one on amazon that has let me see how much i'm not sure how much weight it has or whatever but it says 388 and it says that it has a capacity of 800 pounds, so, you know, that should be fine for you. With the lap pull down, too? Oh, it might not have the lap pull down. Yeah, it doesn't have a lap pull down. <laughs> yeah that it's good but they're usually really good and then th that's the biggest thing with the lag pull down extension is between 100 and 400 pounds of weight it can handle so mm -hmm. you always want to get the one that has the uh the most weight on it just you know food yeah, for there's thought another one on amazon that's 450 bucks and that does have the lap pull down it's got four and a half stars 7500 reviews so seems like that one. that's good yeah that is good but yeah how and then um 
we're going on back to sports. I think what I want to dive into, and I want to really know your perspective about this. Um, how do you feel about how Tiger Woods is now back on the video game for uh, the PGA Tour golf games now? I honestly don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> to be honest, about like who's in video games or whatever. I think that you know I don't really play. Um, those games, to be honest, the only really video games that I play is like NBA. That's the only one that I really get for myself. Uh, my friend got me FIFA for my birthday last year, and that was the only, that was the only time that I played like FIFA or something like that regularly. But yeah, man, I don't really play sports games all that much besides NBA. So I don't really care about that stuff all that much. The only ones that I really care about is NCAA. I think that the athletes should get paid there because you're using their likenesses or whatever, and. You know, because of yes. that, they basically don't have college sports games anymore because they didn't want to pay the athletes. So, you know, as long as they don't want to pay the athletes and, you know, keep not making the games, I guess. I don't know. Okay, awesome. Okay. Well, you, like, that took out, like, 10 minutes of whatever. He's like, I personally don't care Tiger Woods is. <laughs> no, you can, you, can, you can talk about it. If, you, if, if it's, like, important to you, you can talk about it, man. I, I'm just saying that I personally don't have an opinion on it. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's good that his likeness is in there on a base because he's injured now. We don't know if we're going to see Tiger again actually playing competitive golf. It's nice that, you know, Tiger Woods and the golf world actually reconciled and giving him his roses before. It's kind of late now, but um, hopefully they continue on giving him his roses. And that's pretty much it. I just want to know what you thought about it because, you know, yeah. likeness, you know, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead. I guess, hasn't he been on those games before, though? I'm pretty sure that he has been on those games before, like. You know, he's made a big comeback after his, like, controversy and all that stuff from, from like, you know, a decade ago. But, you know, even before that, I think that he was still, like, he was, like, in those games and stuff, I think, before that, right? Uh, no, no, yeah. He was the one that started off the games. Yeah. Tiger Woods, PGA, and then, it, you know, all that went down, so everything's changed up. But now that he's, you know back in the hunt and he's well not back no he was and he's has his likeness i think it's just really cool that a lot of star the star players actually participate in video games um back in the 90s a lot of uh star players didn't like their likeness being on video games jordan didn't like being on any of the nba games because he didn't want anybody to think they could dunk on them and so, yeah, so things like that, like, I, I really like it that, you know, that one of the biggest faces of their sport is on there and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's good. Um, other than that, I was thinking about the way the football world is and how the Giants seem like they're going to be making some noise next year. Um, do you have them winning the NFC East next year? I think that the I think that the Redskins are uh, sorry the uh, Washington football team is probably going to make some sort of like I don't know push to get a quarterback. I, oh no, they already got Ryan Fitzpatrick and they added a ter they have Terry McLaurin already and they already they also added someone from Carolina Curtis Samuel yeah from Carolina who's also so I think that team's going to be good. I think Dak coming back is going to make the Cowboys a lot better. I think I think that the Eagles now that Carson Wentz is gone is probably you know now that they have some clarity in the locker room there or whatever i think they're probably going to improve too so i think that entire division is going to be improved but yeah i i think that the kenny holiday move really improves their offense at least for sure so you know hopefully with um, uh saquon back healthy and kenny holiday healthy and you know doing well as he regularly does when he's healthy and in the giants uniforms i think that maybe they make a step up which would be nice but yeah, man, I don't, I don't see them as a favorite, for sure. I, I think it's so you have Dallas? 
I think that it's up in the air to be honest. Like right now, like before like the draft or anything, I couldn't really say. I would, it would have to depend on like who the team's got in the draft or something. Okay. Playing is safe. I was trying to get a, a hot take out of you. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, man. It's too early for that. Just, to, just because I, I just can't. Uh, I can't make that type of prediction yet. Once like free agency is over and we get, we're through the draft and everything like that. Give me like a month and a half, like beginning of May or like middle of May. I'll have that hot take for you. But right now, I think it's. Like, okay. Yeah, I would like. I would definitely like to see them actually legit make some real noise um this year i think dallas is going to do it um i um they're better dak is going to have to do something you know and i think they'll be able to do it i just feel real nervous about the coaching i don't really believe in uh mike mccarthy so that's like the biggest hiccup but um yeah i guess i'm really excited about arizona to be real with you Arizona is making a lot of pickups. They're silently becoming the best team in the NFL, and nobody's really paying attention to that. Huh? Have you been noticing that with the pickups? Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, interesting for sure. I mean, they got AJ Green, they got a couple of other guys, but I just don't know if it's going to make all that big of a uh, difference, to be honest, because, you know, AJ Green, who they signed, is a little old. He's been injured a lot over his career. He's a little, I think he's a little over the hill to be honest i think that jj watt is a little he's not in his prime either so they're signing these veteran guys and you know maybe they can do that maybe they can relate to the uh sons who have also kind of done this and taken like those older players and kind of brought them back to, to uh, relevance or whatever but yeah over the past couple of years man he's had he had this past year 47 catches for 523 yards and two touchdowns the year before 46 catches for 694 yards and six touchdowns so He's been a lot more pedestrian over the past couple of years, I think. So, yeah, I think it's a good pickup for them, but it's not like this isn't AJ Green in the prime that they're getting. Anymore. So, yeah, I don't think that it's like. But yeah, I think it's solid. What about you? Who do you who do you have for your surprise pick? Like who who's your dark horse this year? It's too early to say that again, man. I can't say any of that stuff without like at least getting. I'm trying to I'm trying to pin you down to something. I'm trying. <laughs> I want to pin you down to something so bad today. No, um, yeah, I think Arizona's going to make some noise. I think I, I like their picks. I know he's not the same A.J. Green, but, you know, we've seen Antonio Brown make moves. Uh, not really like – the picks that Tom Brady did with Antonio Brown and Gronk, it, it didn't really make sense to me until after I seen the contributions they made in the playoffs. Uh, in certain games, you know, it was good. But I think that um, Arizona's going to do it this year. I think they're going to they're gonna be really – they're going to be a tough outing. They they really are. And so, yeah, Arizona, just look out for that. The Cardinals, is pro I'm probably going to hear a lot of shit talking from my Arizona friends. And I really don't want to hear that. But it's okay. It's okay. You guys deserve I mean, some type of happiness. The Niners are probably going to make a comeback this year, too, just because of how, um, what do you call, how good the Niners have uh I think they have a good roster, they have a good coach, and they have, uh, what do you call, a lot of good uh, players there, but I think that they, just because they still need to figure out that quarterback situation, and if they do that, I think that they'll be much better this year. 
Yeah, I, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's what I want to happen. A lot of my friends are like, well, you jinx uh, uh, your Niners. I was like, no, I'm objective. I had them, you know, having the biggest fall off. And so that's what it was. And, you know, I was right about that. Um, I really, really would like to see them pick up a quarterback in the draft. I hope they trade up and get Justin Fields. That's the guy I want. That's yeah. the guy we need. Um, hopefully it stays true. I do not want Mac Jones. Yeah, him, um, I think him and Trey Lance. Yeah, I feel like Justin Fields come in and just start instantly, and so I because I really don't like Jimmy G, really don't like him. Yeah. Um, but you know the defense is good, the coaching is amazing. Um, I've won a little bit more pickups now. I think the Niners need to pick up. How do you feel about Bill Belichick spending almost two hundred thirty million dollars in like two days? I think that it means that he's going to try and make a trade up in the draft, and I think that it probably means that they're going to try and trade up for a quarterback. Maybe that's you know Nick Saban and him are like boys from their time together on the Browns. So I don't know. I think that maybe like one of those. They might trade up. They might take Mac Jones if, the, if he's there at 15, or they might trade up for like Justin Fields or you know one of those or Trey Lance or something. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, for Cincinnati, what do you think Cincinnati Bengals are going to do this year? Um, the Bengals. I don't know, man. Again, you're trying to pin me down, and I'm, I'm just going to keep saying I don't know. I don't really have an answer for you, man. It's too early. Like, we don't know. Like, we still there's still, like, a lot of guys left in free agency. There's still over a month left before until the draft. Like, until at least the draft, I can't really give you an answer, man, to be honest. Okay. Do you plan on um... – Ask me about – if you ask me about basketball stuff, I can give you more hot, hot takes about <laughs> basketball stuff, man, for sure. But, like, football is just too early for football. Yeah, okay. A little basketball. Um, who do you think is going to be the so – who's your dark horse for the playoffs, Ashley? I'm, I don't know if I asked you this or not. On the on the East Coast. On the Eastern Conference. I mean, I think the playoff standings are pretty set right now. But I think dark horse in terms of, like, who could do better relatively than when they're seated in the East, you're saying? Yeah, who's your dark horse? That's not really expected, but they can do if they're uh, clicking on all cylinders. I mean, if they're – And you can't say Boston – they're clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Boston was going to be my pick, but, um, you know, I, I mean, like, do you think Miami is a dark horse? Because, you know, they're probably outside of that top three. They're probably going to stay outside of that top three just because of how many games they are far behind. But I think that Miami, with the uh, final experience they have, they have two, even if they're not all-stars this year, they have two, like, all-star level players in Jimmy and uh, Bam there. Yeah, I think that Miami is a potential dark horse again in the East to make some noise there. I think, yeah, I mean, you said I can't say Boston, but Boston is someone that I would say as well as being kind of a dark horse. They have, I think, the type of talent that translates more into the uh, playoffs than the regular season and stuff. Yeah, that's for me in the East. And then in the West, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Portland could kind of be a dark horse because of, like, the way that, you know, they haven't had CJ yet, so if they get, like, a lower seed or something like that, but... Hey, CJ is back now, so maybe they climb into that top four. They're only a game back from Portland, so oh, I'm sorry, the Clippers. So you know they could get into that top four or something. But yeah, man, I think that they're both going to be really tight this year. But I mean, yeah, there's two and a half games back. I mean, the uh, Pelicans and the Thunder are both two and a half games back of the Grizzlies for that number ten spot in the West. So either of yeah. those teams, I think maybe could make a push. And, and I don't know, man. Like 
on paper the pelicans have so much more talent than the thunder but the thunder have been like really outperforming where people like expected them to so i don't know yeah i don't know man i think that it's it's gonna be interesting but i think that in terms of like a real dark horse i would say maybe miami again can make some noise in the playoffs again yeah, I, my dark horse for the West is um, I'm with you with the Portland uh, Trailblazers. I feel like the sad thing about it is I really do feel like the Pelicans have enough talent to you know make some noise. There's just something that's not clicking they have with the them. Talent. It just doesn't fit together. They don't have the talent, the right type of talent that fits together. They need a big man. They need to see if they can make a trade for Miles Turner. I thought the Stephen Adams move was really bad for them. I thought that like they shouldn't have. They, they shouldn't have even traded for him, and instead they extended him. So, you know, they're stuck with him, I think, for the next couple of years. Which I thought was a really bad move. I thought someone like a Miles Turner I think, would be a way better fit on that team. Someone like a big man who can, like, you know, uh, stretch the floor a little bit on offense and, and shoot. And, uh, sorry, defend the rim and stuff like that, too. Um, I think that would be a better fit for them. But, yeah, I, I think that's the uh, – I think that's actually might be a dark horse move. The Pacers moving – Miles Turner, just because they've been a little disappointing. They're number nine in the East right now. They're only two games in yeah. Toronto, who's 11. So they've been a little disappointing, and I think that maybe Miles Turner getting traded could be a potential, like, dark horse or, like, move for something that we might not be expecting. And, yeah, I think, actually, who I said for a Christian Wood, Charlotte would actually be an interesting fit for that, too, if they were able to get uh, Miles Turner for something there. Yeah, okay. And then for the West, I got uh, well, I set the West to Portland. And then I think for me, I'm going I'm going to write I'm going to be a, uh, uh go back to my 90s days. I'm I'm rolling with the Knicks. I'm rolling with the Knicks as the dark horse this year. I, I feel like they I have see, I don't see it, man, to be honest. They don't have that like natural type of like number one scorer who will just like overpower you and get you a shot like no matter what will be able to like get make any like tough shot or whatever. Julius is kind of mm. close to that. It's the closest that they have to that, but I still don't like trust him as being like the number one scorer on like a real playoff team. I think they're gonna be. I think that because of like their players are all gonna try hard, and you know, obviously with Tibbs, you're gonna have like a good defense and put up a good effort and everything. But I don't see that happening. Them being a playoff contender unless they add like at least one like perimeter guy who can create on the perimeter and be like a legitimate star on the perimeter. Okay. Okay. Still got the Knicks as my dark horse. Right. This my hot take. The go. Knicks, because yeah. I'm a true New York fan. I mean, my hot take is that the Bucks are kind. The Bucks and the Sixers could be potentially um, kryptonite for the Nets. That's my dark. That my hot take is that like the Nets are. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm with that on that. And uh, we're getting closer to the end of the show, but I did want to talk about something other than sports. Um, this is very serious. No, it's not that serious. How did you think about that Snyder cut? What did you think about the Justice Lee uh, Snyder cut? I thought it was a little long, man. I thought it was longer than it needed to be. They could have cut down on some of the scenes. I thought some of the scenes were kind of a little like unnecessary or whatever. Like the scene with uh, Iris and Barry, I thought that could have been moved to the Flash movie or something. I think that Iris not being—I don't know why they needed that scene in there if you're not going to have her in the rest of the movie and that story isn't going to be anywhere else. It kind of reminded me of—have uh, you seen uh, uh, the newer X-Men movies like Days of Future Past or anything like that? Yes. It reminded yes. me of that a little bit too much. I thought that you know I thought that it was a little too similar to the Quicksilver scenes and that, but yeah, overall I thought that it was good. I thought that it was like really—I thought that it was. Well made. I thought it was shot a lot better than the other one. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was like a good. I thought it was good and interesting. And yeah, 
I'm, I'm glad that they made it. I'm glad that they released it and everything. And yeah, it was fun to uh, watch for sure. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I watched it. Um, I liked the way that uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, I, I guess, I, I guess, uh, for me, for the very first one, Aquaman was kind of like the comic relief in their theatrical yeah. version. Yeah, right. he was kind of like the Thor-ish character, you know. And I think that Zack Snyder definitely went away from that type of, you know that definitely just went away from that Thor's type of character. I feel like the theatrical version tried to copy Marvel too yeah, much yeah. when I mean, it comes out to their... Yeah, they brought in uh, Joss Whedon who directed the first two Avengers movies for that. So there was, I felt like there was just a lot of like unnecessary like comic relief or like, you know, dumb jokes that they didn't need to be there in that theatrical is, version as well, yeah. Is exactly. And then like, I I mean, right when I seen the first part of Superman, like Superman's uh, Cry and it rang through and it, it started the, you know, the, the, uh, the mother boxes. And yeah, I was like, yeah. man, like that's real. Like that's like, it's more comical, like I'm not comical, but like more of a comic feel yeah, uh, as yeah. in, you know, DC comics, because that's really, what you expect. Snyder is really good at conveying that like kind of like God aspect of the, uh, you know, of the DC yes. com comic uh, of those DC superheroes because, you know, DC is kind of has those like unattainable type of superheroes or whatever, but Marvel exactly. has those, like, Marvel has those superheroes where they try to make them relatable or whatever. DC kind of has superheroes that you almost think of them as like American gods or something like that or something. So, yeah. Exactly. Which is American gods was pretty good, but let's, yeah. I'm not going to go in. Did you watch that? Did I you watch that this week? few episodes of that of like the first season but i haven't really watched that for that man to be honest i read the book yeah, it's pretty good i read the book and you know I, I i thought that the book was like pretty good but yeah man i didn't really watch too much past like the first season i think yeah they went away from it a little bit i mean they it's they kind of stick to the book it's, it's different yeah but yeah justice league was really good i thought it was good for the time i mean i i have four hours of you know it felt like two and a half hours um yeah. i thought it was really good i that, i liked the that story green lantern stuff maybe you want to see a green lantern movie again though they want I mean, oh maybe yeah want to see, like a better green lantern movie though just because i think that um what do you call the uh just because I think that was really interestingly done in that movie. They should go with the Kyle Rayner version just to like change it up from the Hal Jordan version which has been in the movie. I was just going to ask Especially you, do you think they should do Kyle Rayner or the cat did, um, now I forgot his name. John Stewart? Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, yeah I mean, John they could do John Stewart too. I mean, Kyle Rayner would give them, because he's half Mexican, yeah, he's half Mexican, mm -hmm. he'd be able to give them like a Latino superhero and then... John Stewart, they could have like a black superhero, especially because uh, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, is like leaving that franchise after The Flash or something. Like he didn't like the way he was being treated in that. Um, he didn't like the way like DC treated him during the shooting of Justice League and all that stuff or whatever. So, which is unfortunate, yeah. I think, because I thought just I thought Cyborg was the best part of that movie. To be honest, man, he had a great. He was. <laughs> I think he deserves to be like that guy. Should be in like more movies. He should be a movie star or something. Have you seen the uh, third season of True Detective? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. He was like Marshall Ali's son in the third season of True Detective, and I thought he was really good in that too. So, yeah, man. it's uh, Yeah, it was interesting to see him having that much bigger, like more fleshed out role there too, man. Like there was so much good stuff that they cut out of the theatrical version for whatever reason. There was. Probably a lot, a lot. Like stupid jokes or whatever, but I don't know. So, yeah, man. I know yeah. that we were getting away from sports for a second, but let me just uh, – I just made like a trade. Um, I used the trade machine to like make a quick trade for Miles Turner to the Hornets. Let me know what you think of yes. this, right? So, Miles Turner goes to the Hornets, and the Pacers are getting Cody Zeller, uh, Malik Monk, two second-rounders, and a first-rounder this year that's lottery-protected. What do you think of that? I don't like you giving away Malik Monk. I like his three-point shooting. I think I think they have, like, um, what do you call it? They have, like, a few small guards who can do that, though, on the Hornets, though, right? They need that big man, though. 
Like, they need a big man, and they have already, like, Perry Rozier is, like, a good scorer and shooter and stuff like that. Devontae Graham, when he's healthy, is, like, a good scorer and shooter and everything. So, that was my thinking. of They already have, like, they have three, like, small guards who are good scorers and shooters, you know. They can afford to, like, lose one of them to get Miles Turner, is my thinking. So. Okay. It's a good trade. I just like Malik Monk. I like yeah, Malik I like Monk as too. a player. I like him, too. I always liked him in the draft, too. I wanted the Knicks to get him in the draft, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I'm glad that he's finally starting to do really well this year. Same, same. Well, do you have anything else to say? Because I know we're running on our hour time now. No, not really, man. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, you guys just stay blessed, stay happy, you know, uh, stay encouraged, and, you know, just hope you guys have a good week. Yeah, yeah, stay safe, everyone. We're almost uh, out of this thing, so, yeah, just stay safe for a few more weeks and everything. And, yeah, steroids are good, podcast at gmail.com for questions or anything like that. We're reaching our 50th episode pretty soon, so if you guys want to send in, yeah. or you guys want to send in, like, you know, short voice messages to the email or whatever that you guys want to play, hit us up with some of those, too. Also, definitely. Also, leave us with five stars on iTunes and all that stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And we'll talk to you next week, I guess. See you.